You're listening to Leadership on the Ground, Season 2. Leadership on the Ground in real time. Learning, recognizing, and knowing what is needed is not enough in business today. Leaders need to be able to apply their skills on the ground and in real time to make a meaningful impact. This series is brought to you by the international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor, your source and reference for achieving breakthrough performance and productivity. Leading yourself, leading teams, and leading organizations. And now, here are your hosts, Todd Schnick and Erica Peetler. All right. Good morning and welcome back to Leadership on the Ground in Real Time. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Erica Peetler. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I am great. Is it our last episode already? I mean, I can't even believe how great this series has been. I cannot believe that we are already at the end of the series and we're going to talk about hunting for pink elephants today. So that promises to be a very intriguing close to this series. Gosh, though, before we go there, one last time, remind the audience why this season of Leadership on the Ground is so important. Why does leadership in real time matter? Yeah, so leadership on the ground. Let's just make sure we understand that piece first, right? Leadership is a skilled profession, and it's all about our behaviors. That's actually what shows up on the ground every day, our behaviors. In our Leadership on the Ground series, we've been talking about the importance of becoming a consciously competent leader, which means we know what we are doing, we know how to do it, and we know why we're doing it because as leaders, we're asked to build the talent bench. So to do this, we need to be consciously competent. Now, why is that important? If we don't have conscious discipline and positively practice our leadership skills on the ground, we're not going to positively influence performance and productivity. And this is what we're looking for. In season two, we're raising the bar here. And we're asking our listeners to not just cross that knowing-doing gap and put their leadership skills on the ground, but to do it at the speed of business. And the speed of business is in real time, proximal to events and proximal to entry points. All right. Great. Uh, Thanks for doing that. And again, I cannot believe we're at the end of this great series. Uh, So today's episode, Hunting for Pink Elephants, uh, walk me through, Erica. Help me understand why we did this segment last. Yeah, this is the crescendo, Todd. You know, we have been doing the hard work of understanding season one leadership fundamentals on the ground. This season is all about building those fundamentals further with what do we need to put on the ground in real time. And, you know, the Hunting the Pink Elephant series here or this uh, episode here, this is really about an unproductive situation. And it's a big one and it's a game changer. And I've saved it for last here for us because you had to be armed with, if you're a listener, the personal power conversation. You know, you need to have an understanding of the courage that it takes to call out an unproductive behavior and how to negotiate through certain issues with an accountability conversation and not being afraid to stand up to a master and have a different point of view. And most importantly, where we started this whole series, you know, not being afraid to seize the entry points because now that you have that foundation under your wing, we're really ready to take on this transformational concept, which is how do you hunt a pink elephant and how do you potentially take an organization or a team that's been stuck and really get it to break through to another level? Well, just in case someone listening doesn't understand what a pink elephant is, explain that and then tell us why we've gone through this entire season to equip ourselves and empower ourselves to hunt these pink elephants. Why do we have to do that? (laughs) We have to hunt the pink elephant because that pink elephant is that issue that we're afraid to 
fear. It's the third rail. It's the sacred cow. It's the don't go there. It's the stuff that exists in our teams and our cultures, which we've learned to tolerate. We've become dysfunctionally functional around, and we think this is never going to change. And unfortunately, in a lot of the cases, you know, we teach our cultures and we teach our uh, organizations to have a little bit of learned helplessness around these pink elephants because they think they don't have the power to change them. They don't have the power to influence, but you do have the power to influence them. And that pink elephant and that really, really difficult issue, or I'm going to say that really unproductive context or situation that we're working under, there is no conversation that we can't have as leaders, right? We have to be able to have that conversation. Why don't we have that conversation? these pink elephants, why don't we just raise them? Well, you know, people are afraid of the emotional disruption of tipping over the sacred cow of the CEO or being on their, uh, you know, bad list and the emotional grudge that they may hold or the ultimate fear, which is, am I going to lose my job over this if I raise this? Yeah. Well, that's, I'm sure that question is on everyone's mind. I mean, we talked about way back in our original preview episode, the immense amount of energy time that's sucked into working around these pink elephants. I mean, that, that gums up most organizations that I've ever observed. Oh my God, it does. And, you know, let's just take a look at some of them because just to give our listeners a little bit of a reference point about what might be some of the things that you're either talking about or hearing about and it falls into the pink elephant category, right? Or the gorilla in the room. Some people may use that phrase. Yeah. Number one, here's something I see all the time. Leaders talking out of school and damaging the leadership team credibility, right? Because we may have some leaders out there that are trying to be silo and team leader and build those relationships, but they may be misbehaving in terms of taking what's being talked about behind closed doors in a leadership team meeting and not necessarily being in alignment with what's been agreed to. So that could be a pink elephant because we could be losing credibility if we're a leadership team, if we don't have all of the team members appropriately communicating and framing you know, what we want the organization to collectively understand. And we may just have a leader who's gone rogue, right? And that could be a pink elephant. Another one is, you know, senior leaders not held to the same standards as others. You ever had that happen in any organization you've been a part of? In every organization I've ever been a part of. This one is so tough. And I, I think this one is really, really tough in private companies in particular, because you'll have perhaps a number of senior executives bring people into the organization. You know, they could have some personal relationships with them. Sometimes they're family members. And we have an uneven balance of how the standards are set or whether accountability is held commonly. And this is something that a leader needs to address, right? It really doesn't matter whether it's a family business, a public business. If you want to have an environment where people are putting it all out there and really reaching for all that they can give to your organization, you have to have a level playing field. Things have to be fair. There has to be consequential leadership. So you have to talk about that. And that's a pink elephant that I'm sure a lot of private company and public company CEOs don't want to hear, but something that they may need to. I'll tell you another one I've recently run up against, and, and this is, again, pretty, pretty common. We may have very, very strong leaders, credible leaders, uh, patriarchal leaders in an organization, and they may have different ways of operating. They may even have two ways of operating, right? So in some cases, you know, one part of the organization is following and aligned with one leader and one part of the organization, they're following and aligned with another leader, and it causes confusion, right? We don't really have one integrated way of approaching the business or really dealing with the culture. So that's a pink elephant. That's something that is an unproductive situation that confuses people, that wastes time. And in real time, 
what we end up doing is we end up having a lot of conversations that work around that pink elephant and try to figure out how to deal with it when the pink elephant needs to be hunted directly. And we need to, you know, ultimately provide visibility to that pink elephant so that we can resolve it. Well, that's the point I wanted to make. I'm listening to the examples that you cited. Those are all serious issues. And as we talked about, frankly, very, very common. But you have to make, by hunting it and addressing it, you make it a tangible problem that now, now that it's identified and it's no longer hidden, you can begin to solve the problem. Uh, totally agree. Totally agree. You know, let's talk about how do we identify a pink elephant and how do we deal with it? And, you know, as usual, uh, you know, I have a model and you remember the S model from season one, that progressive mindset curve. I have one here for uh, how to escalate and identify these issues. And there really are three stages, right? There's that pink elephant where it's seen, but it's not openly talked about, right? So it's right there in the room. It's kind of there. It's obstructing our productivity. It's obstructing our performance. And yet we're not giving it the visibility that it needs and we're really not solving it. So we're stuck. You know, we're in that S curve, we're in the bevel, we're at the bottom point of that curve. What we need to do is we need to give it exactly what you said. We need to give it some visibility. We need to talk about it. We need to elevate it to a level of being a problem. When it's a problem, hey, it's partially seen, it's partially talked about, we got to clarify it. Let's get our arms around it, right? What is it going to take? If the leader's vision is unrealistic and unachievable, right? And that's a pink elephant that we're dealing with. You know, let's talk about that. Let's say, hey, we have some concerns here. Let's talk about and clarify what adjustments may need to be made to that vision or what adjustments if we are challenging the business model and we think that the business model is a pink elephant or, you know, we have a client that we feel, hey, we can't really do business with this client, but they have a relationship with the CEO. Let's give it visibility. Let's clarify what's working or not working. And then let's ultimately elevate it, Todd, to the level of a challenge, right? When it gets to a level of a challenge, an issue is known, it's visible, and now we just need to prioritize and address it. And it's really, I mean, it may sound simple, but it's as simple as giving a pink elephant visibility, getting it to be a problem we can clarify, and then ultimately getting it to be a challenge that we can address. All right, Erica and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpetler.com. Yeah, gosh, you know, we talked a lot about trust and transparency throughout both seasons of Leadership on the Ground. And I'm thinking now when you're tackling these pink elephants, and these are serious issues that can paralyze an organization, I'm thinking now this is where trust and transparency become so, so important because you can't have trust and transparency in an organization when you're unable to hunt for these pink elephants. 
Uh, you're exactly right. And, you know, uh, just to throw another word in there, truth, right? So truth, trust, and transparency. And, you know, Jack Welsh uh, tends to use these three words together, you know, and he says, and I really, I totally align with this, that you have to have truth and transparency in your business or else you won't have trust, right? And trust works both ways. I want to know if I'm an employee that I have the truth and that we're transparent about the issues and we can trust the realities that we're dealing with. If we can't, right, if we can't speak the truth because, you know, we're hiding behind these pink elephants or we're not addressing these pink elephants, leadership is not getting fully on the ground. We're not fully in real time able to use the talents and the capabilities and the skills that we have around us. And, you know, performance and productivity suffer. So heads up leaders here, you know, big message. There are a ton of pink elephants that you have in your organizations. If you ask your leadership teams to engage with you, identify them, I can tell you that it breathes an unbelievable amount of fresh air into your organization. It energizes your team. It's such a relief. And quite honestly, leadership is about having the courage to have those conversations armed with skills that we've been talking about, Todd. The leaders out there that have been listening are so much more prepared to take these on. And, you know, I would just encourage everybody to really embrace this because the speed of business is not going to wait for you to hunt your pink elephants. Business is going to keep moving and you'll just fall behind and the baggage that you're holding and uh, the obstacles that are in your way. It's going to take you a lot more people time and money to work around them when if we could clear them out, hunt them, get rid of them, move them into problems and challenges that we can address it really makes a difference, not only on the ground and in real time, but in the energy that everyone is going to feel in your organization. Well, you know, and on that note, Erica, as I think about what you said at the top of the show, that the first six episodes of the series are all the building blocks are all the tools. It's all the empowerment that you need to address those pink elephants because an organization can fail if the pink elephants are not addressed. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. And that's, that's what I hope we've had the opportunity to really share with people, you know, how do you ensure scalability and sustainability of your business? And, and I think these skills are, are definitely a building block in that way. Well, if we had talked about pink elephants out of the gate, I would have said, ah, boy, that's really hard. And I don't know how you do it. Thinking on it now in the context of episodes one through, through six, it doesn't seem so hard anymore. Yeah, that's great. I mean, and that's what, that's that level of confidence you know, we were in the bevel. We didn't understand how to do things. We've kind of gone through our own inflection point and we're kind of coming at the crest now, you know, coming out of season two, you got on the ground fundamentals that you can put in your back pocket and you got some entry points and you got some language and you have some ways of really having those difficult conversations. Like leadership is meant to be played at a confident level. And again, there's nothing here that can't be learned. There's nothing here that can't be practiced. These are all skills that we can get better at, Todd, you, me, every day. You know, I'm a practitioner and a philosopher of it, but I'm practicing these and getting better at them every day myself. All right. Well, nothing else needs to be said from that. So that's all the time we have. And that concludes season two of Leadership on the Ground in Real Time. Erica, as always, a pleasure to partner with you on this project. Thank you for your leadership and for making this happen. Thanks, Todd. It was great to be here, and I'm really excited about the work we did here. Yeah, me too. I think it's going to help a lot of people, myself included. So, Erica, before we close, how can people contact you should they have questions, and where can they get their hands on a copy of your great book, Rigor It? Oh, yeah, great. Thank you for saying that. So, Erica at ericapetler.com. You can sign up for podcasts and blogs and different things on the website. Of course, I'm a contributor to Intrepid Now. Happy to be working with you, Todd, in that regard. Leadership Rigor, it's on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. 
outlines uh, how do you lead yourself, lead teams, lead organizations. So if we whet your appetite here and you feel inspired by your own leadership practice and want to dig in a little bit more deeply, Leadership Rigor is there to help you pave the way. And uh, anyone wants to reach out to me and talk more about leadership, I would love to hear from you. Outstanding. All right. Well, that wraps season two. Thank you for joining us, but stay tuned. We are already scheming and sketching out season three, launching January 2016. So on behalf of my co-host, Erica Beatler, I am Todd Schnick. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in January. Thank you.